0: Hey everyone, today on the podcast, you're going to hear from Anna DeSalvo. Anna is a time freedom coach and we talked today about delegation. You're going to hear her systems to help you to be able to decide what tasks need to be delegated and taken off of your plate so that you can have more peace and less stress. And delegation doesn't always mean that you're hiring someone to do the tasks for you. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast. Episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama, ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three.
1: Hey, Anna. Hello, Jackie. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat.
0: I am really excited about this topic because it is something that I have struggled with for a while. And I hear this coming up so often, Um, not knowing how to find the time to do everything that needs to be done with regards to home management and cleaning and then also homeschooling and trying to work and fit it all in. So delegation is a big deal (laughs) and it's not something that is easy. To wrap our brains around if we haven't grown up in a house that kind of practice this, you know. I I feel like the overwhelmed mom just kind of if you grew up in an overwhelmed home, sometimes that you become an overwhelmed mom just because that's all you know. So I wanted to talk about this topic for that reason.
1: Yes, and I love delegation so much because I think a lot of times we do feel like we have to do it all and we forget that there's so many benefits to delegation as well, like there's benefits for our kids, you know, to learn how to do things. There's there's benefits for us so that we're not as overwhelmed. We can spend more time actually on those other things that are our main priorities right now, you know, for the homeschooling parent, you know, developing fun activities for our kids to do um, for, you know being able to just be, have things kind of in a, in a calm state in the house. And so delegation, I think is a wonderful tool, but a lot of times because we use it so much in the, in the business field, we maybe look at it a little bit like, oh, well, it's something I have to pay something to do. And, uh, I like to dispel that myth right away. (laughs) If we can do that.
0: (laughs) So how did you get into teaching about this? Like, what do you do for work?
1: Yeah. So my, Business um, is—I call myself a time freedom coach, but really, I help people with time management, productivity, and really life management. What it comes down to. And so, as as a a full time working parent, you know, I really struggled with juggling that, as well as the guilt I often felt from not being fully present, as well as just trying to take care of that. Laundry that was piled up all the time. You know what I'm talking about? You know, the laundry or the, or the dishes. And it felt like it was constantly like I was coming in the house and, and, and going and doing those, those tasks all the time. And there wasn't ever really time to breathe. Um, but I also have found, you know, as I've transitioned to my own business at home, you know, I work from home full time too. In some ways, there's more of a challenge with that because there's not as many definitive, you know, you're coming home from work and, you know, or you're at work or you're at home. And so um, I think it can be pretty challenging to separate those roles and know where to spend your time and energy. So I love to help people do that because really my whole thing is we should be able to prioritize things that are most important to us. We have plenty of time so long as uh, we know where we want to spend it. And uh, I just love being able to help people kind of uh, fit those puzzle pieces into their life in a way that feels calm, satisfying, and fulfilling.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and even saying we have plenty of time, <laughs> I, that is not something that many moms think they have. They don't think they have plenty of time. They always feel like they're running out of time. And um, that is one of the reasons why I started decluttering my house years back because it gave me more time. The more stuff I got rid of, I felt like I had more time back because I wasn't spending so much time on my house. So it, that feeling of like, oh, time is running out kind of lessened when I did that. So
1: I think that's true because a lot of times it is sort of that feeling of the walls kind of closing in on us that leads to that feeling of I don't have enough hours in the day. You're you're constantly thinking of your to-do list that's running in the back of your mind. And when you're doing that, you really don't have any mind space, you know, to to kind of enjoy the moment, whatever that is. Maybe you're sitting down with your kids to read a book or Um, You are washing your dishes or something you can't really be fully present in those moments when you when you have all that. So decluttering your house, decluttering your schedule, all of those things can help. And sometimes just slowing your body down, you know, and just walking through it in a more mindful way uh, leads us to kind of that feeling of, oh, I have all the hours I need for the things that are most important to me.
0: Mm -hmm. I know I have to practice that. I had to really practice that over time because that's not in my nature. My nature is go, 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 go and keep pushing, keep doing. And after a while you burn out, you know, and that's not healthy. So, and it's also not good to see, have our kids see us be that way. You know, we want to teach them what it means to be more mindful and, and stop reacting in the moment because we're so stressed out and overwhelmed. So
1: yeah, absolutely. And, and with time management, there's really kind of these three pillars to it. There's know where your time is going. There is, um, you know, identify and eliminate obstacles. And then the last one, which is what we're talking about today, is take you out of the equation, meaning learn to delegate certain tasks uh, to your kids, to I always say it's the team, you know, at home. You know, we want to develop teamwork especially if you're homeschooling, right? Because you kind of are all in it together. You want to develop that that teamwork at home so that way you can sort of offload things. And then also, it kind of goes the other direction too. You can take things back on your plate as you have more time and energy to do it. And we don't always think of that part as being like beneficial, but sometimes there's things we want to be making sure that we do, like... We don't like how people load the dishwasher. You know what I'm talking about? So you want to be able to do that thing. And so being able to do that and offload some of the other tasks that don't bother you as much, you know, if the towels get folded funny or something like that, Mm -hmm. those are kind of the delineation, the, the, you know, discerning factors that you can do as you're kind of going through this process that we're going to talk about today. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about delegation. So tell, tell us, what we can expect if we're trying to delegate or feeling like we're overwhelmed and we want to do something different
1: yeah so i think that the biggest piece is that when you're kind of feeling that overwhelm overloaded is really to go to your team gather your team and in, in this process that I do with folks, it's generally establishing kind of these things called daily pillars where you're able to sit down and just talk with people in your family, um, whether it be a, a family meal, you know, basically dinner in our house is non-negotiable. You know, we, we pretty much always have dinner together. So we always have that pillar in the day that we're going to be able to connect. Um, but, you know, if you're not in that place right now, you can just kind of gather everybody and just kind of have an honest conversation about where things are. It's really challenging to do all of these things in the day um, and list them out. You know, what are all the things that you do in the day? You know, what are all the bills that get paid in the house? What are all the, you know, little things that nobody really thinks about? What are the jobs of the kids in the day? They have homework to do. You know, they have certain they have jobs, too, you know, and all of that work can be listed out. And and then as a team, you can start coming up with some strategies about, okay, I need help. How can um, how can we do this as a team effort together? I'm not going to promise you that that first step is the easiest step because especially if everybody's not used to taking on extra duties. Um, I think I saw on your Instagram, uh, you're, you you kind of delegate out dinner to to the kids and the family, you know, over the course of the week. And that's a great thing to do because it's one thing that now you don't have to do. You can spend that time doing something else. But even just little things like that, you know, how can they have a say in that process first? And I think that's really the step of cultivating that teamwork so you're not getting as many, like, you know, moans and groans about the fact that, hey, your mom needs a little help. Uh, and and I think this can happen even for, with kids who are really little. You know, kids really, especially, you know, in that kind of three, four range, they'd like to help. Um, I remember I was – I'm a teacher. I know that you were too. I, I – by t- for 12 years, I was um, an educator and – you know, when I taught preschool, when I taught second grade, when I taught, um, fifth grade in any capacity, kids feel purposeful when they have something to do to contribute. And so I think that that's really important for everyone to sort of have a buy in that everybody's doing something in the house to kind of, uh, you know, make things run smoothly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really think that's kind of the first step when you're talking about this, how can you take something off your plate right away, you know, and also, While it's happening, understand that it's not going to happen perfectly the way that you want. So only give away those activities that you're okay with, (laughs) keeping your mouth shut a little bit, you know, and it doesn't get done perfectly or like don't delegate the laundry to your three-year-old, you know, and they don't know how to use the washing machine and it could break kind of things, (laughs) you know, some of those things, even though they're like, yes, I really want to do that. Okay. Maybe you can help me put it into the laundry basket, you know, those types Mm -hmm. of things would
0: would be and if the kids are older, there may be some pushback too. If they're not used to this, that that is something that might take a couple of weeks. I know that happened with us. It took us a while to to establish a chore system and to begin working as a team because before that it was all me doing everything and burning out because that's just all I knew. And I'm an only child too. So, so much of what we do as moms is based on how we grew up. It's just how it is. And because I'm an only child, You know, I didn't really grow up with this big team with a bunch of kids helping mom out. We didn't really, you know, that's just not how how I grew up. So,
1: yeah, and it can be a big shift. Like my daughter's an only child, too. And so even even with that, though, and um, you can still kind of create that teamwork atmosphere, too, because we took on all jobs, too. And we had all of those things lined out as well of the things that as adults we were doing as well. So everybody saw like, okay, well. Yeah, mom and dad have to do all these things as well as I'm taking on these tasks as well. Um, and I think that just kind of, yeah, as they grow, you can kind of add a little bit more. But you're right. It does take a little bit of time. I, I kind of view it as a habit. You know, and the habit, you know, formation is sort of that six weeks. And and during that time, you're going to you're going to run into the, you know, the phase where it's just not that fun, meaning you're training somebody to do it. And we'll talk about that a little bit. There's other tiers in this model. But really, that first piece is offload just some of that stuff that's just kind of it's if you're not sure what to offload, you know, look at the things that typically get missed on a regular basis, you know. Mm -hmm. the laundry getting folded and put or put away even even if it's just something small like the laundry getting put away or um maybe it's really hard to figure out what to have for dinner every single night so have everybody put their input in you know those kinds of things are just small things you can do in the very bottom tier to give yourself a little breathing room so that way you can start the next tier Mm -hmm. uh which is sort of these systems and routines that we have um so I always say, like, the best way to take things off your plate is to start making a routine out of it, kind of going back to that habit, you know? Make a routine out of it. Do it kind of the same way every single day. So I only do laundry on Sundays. It's not – I don't do it any other day of the week. You know, that's just my, my routine on Sundays. I call it set it up Sunday, get all the laundry done, I get the menu done, and I get the groceries ordered. And so that's just kind of a way to take it off your brain. Like you don't have to think, oh, it's Wednesday night. I have to do a load of laundry. You know, you don't have that going in the back of your brain. You have that brain space now to think about what am I going to do tomorrow for, you know, the lesson that I have or, you know, what am I even just to have some time to sit and read for a few minutes, you know, something that kind of fills you up again. So that's Mm -hmm. another that's kind of the second tier of delegation. The first was kind of getting everybody as a teamwork. And then the second is those routines. And then the systems are the part of that uh, that will help your kids and your significant other do it the way you want them to do it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Let's just go back to the laundry thing for a minute because I don't view it like you. I view laundry the way I see it is when my laundry basket is full, Mm -hmm. I do laundry. And when my, I do my two little ones, I do their laundry When theirs is full, we do it. And then my big ones, they're on their own. So I don't even think about their laundry. I'll remind them if I think about it. But if they run out of clothes, that's, you know, not a, a consequence of not doing their laundry. And then sometimes they have to pick out their gymnastics clothes out of the hamper. And that's just life. And I try to remind them, you know, so that it's just I thought I think it would be helpful to hear a different way to view it because um you seem to be very um organized by nature right like you like order and I'm I'm very much more laid back like my systems I stuff like that stresses me out um I do like meals to be organized because that helps my day but laundry to me doesn't really stress me out at all it's really weird um yeah
1: and I think paying attention to that thing that you just said, you know, if it doesn't stress you out, it doesn't need to be something that's taken off your plate necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it works for you, that's a routine, too, that you're talking about. You know, if, if you just do it when the laundry's filled up, as long as it's not kind of running in the back of your mind, maybe it's not something that needs to be taken off your plate. Um, but you already have delegated it in a way to your older kids, right? It's just your youngers that you have still doing it. So in in a way, you have already kind of offloaded that. My daughter was the same. She, I taught her at eight years old how to do her laundry, and I haven't done her laundry since unless I was being nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, same thing, you know, if, if, if it's dirty, that's a bummer, you know, kind of thing. But... But same thing. I mean, that's also a routine kind of what you're talking about. It doesn't have to be like, okay, well, every Sunday you're going to do it. It could just be like, oh, I saw that laundry over there. It looks kind of full. Okay. Uh, But kind of paying attention to those inner signals of whether or not that's stressing you out or not is kind of how I look at it. Mm -hmm. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's good to know. So Mm -hmm. then the next tier after that is...
1: Yeah. So actually in that second tier, that's still, there's like systems in it too. And the reason I say that this one's really important is it's the written out stuff. So it's things like, um, I actually, we have our laundry system written out and put on the wall in the, um, in the laundry room that way. If for instance, a Sunday I'm busy that day. Somebody else can take it over. My husband can take it over. My daughter can take it over. Um, that's kind of goes back to that teamwork piece, cultivating that teamwork. Sometimes we just kind of go out of our way to help each other with other, you know, tasks that are not technically on our plate so we can kind of cultivate that teamwork. So that way if somebody does have to take that system on, it's not that big of a deal. But that piece is important because uh, if you ever do get to the top tier, which is hiring somebody, spoiler alert. Um, then you can already have something in place that you don't have to like think about oh how do I do this how do I train how do I tell somebody how to do this it takes kind of one of those pieces out of the equation where you're like oh it's too hard to have somebody else do it so I'm just gonna keep doing it myself mm-hmm. if that makes sense you know and um things that are good to have systems for you know your meal planning system if you have one um laundry system if you have one uh, how certain things are put away um when I was a classroom teacher I would have diagrams outside of the kids cubbies you know just like this is kind of how you should put things away mm-hmm. so if, if it bothers you you know that kind of stuff those are kind of the things like if you like the towels to be folded in a certain way you know that can go on the inside of the closet you know stuff like that um signs on doors to prevent uh you know uh, interruptions, just kind of things like this is like taking you out of the equation. So that way you don't have to have an interaction with somebody and tell somebody no. Because a lot of times that's the hardest part, I think, of delegation is just like holding that line of like, oh yeah, I'm not going to go pick that up and take care of it, even though that person's not loading the dishwasher correctly. You know, those kinds of things. <laughs> and I,
0: I like to think of it as martyr syndrome. Moms in general, they they do it all and they put everything on themselves and um, almost to a fault and they, they've done it for so long, they don't even know how to fathom what it would look like to give up something or, or even think about spouses that really aren't helpful. And I'm, I know that's, a, that's an issue too, um, that that's why the teamwork and really just a lot of communication has to happen, has to begin happening so that things like that can change but
1: yeah yeah i think i think that's a really important piece because that that's a big obstacle for people is is the difficulty with the upfront expectations of everything and um you know that kind of is a boundary talk you know how do we get how do we actually hold these boundaries with people how do we actually make sure that we 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 keep um keep everybody kind of moving in the direction of still taking on these tasks which we can talk about too but um, I, I find that just having that conversation about saying, like, I need help um, and then listing out what everyone's already doing so everybody feels seen and heard, you know, too. Like, also, you know, the, the things that my husband does, you know, get listed out, too. You know, he goes to work for this amount of hours a day. He, you know, he is the one that takes care of the bills in terms of actually, like, physically paying them and those kinds of things. I, So those are kinds of the things that you can start. And it also, like, helps you see, too, like, oh, what are other people taking care of? Maybe your kids are already doing a lot more than you think they are, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and it can kind of help with that. But yeah, the the martyrdom syndrome, um, I think, is really common. And if you start to feel that, if only they just, it's a good signal to have that conversation of getting everybody together and, and, and asking for some help, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So the third tier is free or low-cost services. This is stuff that doesn't really cost anything, you know, for you to do things like groceries, uh, a grocery pickup, you know, grocery low cost would be like grocery delivery. Um, you know, the things that, that they don't cost a lot of money to do, but they still don't require a lot of your time. Um, in, in our businesses, that's something simple, like setting up an acuity schedule scheduler. So you're not like, when are you available? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, doing things like, Having um, only certain days be the day that um, you have a particular lesson or you only do field trips on this day of the week. These are just ways to kind of consolidate um, decisions that you have to make so you're not consistently um, having to spend time or energy doing that, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yes, that definitely makes sense.
1: And there's a lot of those services out there too. So it, it is really helpful when you start kind of looking like, how can I just take a little bit more time, you know, or a little bit less time, you know, that kind of thing. Yes.
0: Yeah. Even the, like this podcast interview, I was out all day and I didn't have to remind you to hop on. You know, I just texted you just to say, Hey, we're still meeting. Right. But yesterday you got the reminder and that's like huge because I would totally forget if I didn't have a scheduler going and um, it really is, it's a, it's a lifesaver when it comes to time management. So it took a lot of time to learn and set it up and I, cause I'm not a tech person, but it really, really paid off in the end. So.
1: Yeah, I think that that's important, too. Like, some of these do take a little bit of time investment, and that's why I put that kind of at the third tier also, because it does help if you kind of have done some of these other steps first. So you actually have the time to sit down and invest a little bit of, of time into that time management system. Um, but I would even say, like, your Google Calendar or something like that, or a family calendar, those kinds of things also can be really helpful because – how many times have you been like, Oh, I didn't realize I had that thing. And, and, and now I have to like figure out what to do with the kids or, or, uh, you know, your significant other said that they had something going on after work and you didn't realize it. And so having that all consolidated on one calendar can be really helpful. And Mm -hmm. now our teenager, we've taught her how to make, put all her appointments in our calendar too. So there's no question about where she is or what she's doing or any of that stuff. Just Mm -hmm. Makes it easy. (laughs) But a lot of times people don't think of that as delegation and it is, I mean, it's outsourcing really all of that, but it's, um, it's a piece we don't think of because it's automatic. It's not something that requires us to ask somebody to do it necessarily. Mm -hmm. Very helpful. And then that last piece is hiring somebody. And, you know, this one I don't say is realistic for everyone, which is why I put it at the very top. Um, (laughs) And I use this tiers of delegation model for businesses. I use it for individuals. So, you know, when I'm working with somebody who is a business owner, this can be really helpful um, because you've already made your systems, right? You're just handing it off to somebody else, Mm -hmm. Um, like a virtual assistant or that kind of, you know, somebody who helps um, kind of with administrative tasks or um, logos or something like that. Um, and in but in your life too. I mean, things like house you know, having a housekeeper or um a laundry service, you know, these are things that are we're thinking, I know people in their heads are thinking, oh, that'd be nice, you know. But um there are ways to get to the point, and that goes back to that first tier of that of that time management, of prioritizing that if it's really something that is not your in your wheelhouse. And I especially for women who are working full time or really have demanding side businesses. Um, it can be a way to offload that, um, you know, one or tw- once or twice a month. And that really comes down to, if it's a priority, you know, you guys can have a conversation about if that's how, you, you know, you want to spend your money, what it will provide if you do spend your money that way. And when I worked full-time, it made sense, you know. I was, um, and even when I was running my business and my daughter was going to school and, you um, we were all kind of working from home, it made sense too because we all kind of had our own little spaces and then getting out of the house for a while was really kind of nice. <laughs> Since we were all kind of, you know, cooped up together for a while, was getting out of the house and doing something together was kind of nice. So, But if you've made those systems, um, then you have something that you can just easily hand off to somebody. Um, or even like a mother's helper, you know, those kinds of things where somebody just comes over and hangs out with the kids for an hour while you go run the or while you go pick up the groceries or maybe they pick up the groceries for you know these are kind of the 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 tiny things that you can do um to just offload an hour or two so that way you aren't so exhausted all the time
0: yeah and something like that makes such a huge difference and the um the financial investment isn't as much a mother's helper wouldn't be as expensive as a babysitter because i know um depending on someone a family's finance, finances finances it's it can be really stressful and frustrating to look at someone else who's having like weekly date nights and going out every Tuesday night and then you know they're there saying well i don't have grandma and grandpa to come and watch my kids and i don't ha- live by family and i can't afford to hire a babysitter and it just becomes this like they feel trapped you know so um they have to find ways to kind of escape a little bit and have some time to themselves without having to hire somebody too. And that, um, a lot of that is like slowing down, being mindful, offloading all your, all the things that are causing stress. I mean, you can still kind of have some time freedom to, to, to yourself, even without hiring somebody else.
1: Absolutely, and I think that it's so important to dispel the myth that delegation or outsourcing means hiring somebody. That's the last step, and in fact, I would say you shouldn't hire anybody until you've done all these other steps because you don't necessarily know how to give it to somebody else so that you don't have to take it back from somebody else, if that makes sense. Because a lot of times we don't ever give something over because we we know they're not going to do it the way we want them to, or we don't know how to have that conversation like, hey, you don't really like how you, you know, do this thing. Can you do it this way instead? And by having kind of that system up front, that second tier, mm-hmm. uh, it stops a lot of that up front. You know, you don't really have to have that, that conversation on the back end. Cause you've had that conversation on the front end, or you can easily refer back to that system. Oh, Hey, I, you know, noticed that you missed this when you did the garbage, you know, uh, I'm looking at the system here and I just want to make sure we're both clear on this versus having that conversation on the back end, if that makes sense. You know, it's, it's just much easier to kind of front load all that stuff up front. And uh, it's less discouraging when we think of it that way, too, because it's like, OK, well, I don't need to hire somebody in order to have an extra hour or two a day. You know, I just need to kind of systemize some of this stuff or, and um, build some routines in in my day so that way I can feel a little bit more there's a little more wiggle room, I call it.
0: (laughs) And, and also too, there is always a way to get to a point where you can have the ability to hire somebody. And I think um, sometimes we block ourselves from having dream from, from dreaming and thinking that we can never earn the amount of money to be able to delegate and hire out, but that's not necessarily true. There are ways to build your income in, you know all different areas um sometimes it just means you need to think out of the box a little bit um but it is possible and um i think that that mindset alone really helps give you a little bit more peace knowing that you don't have to stay stuck in this stressful situation things can get better you know yeah. so
1: yeah i think that's really important and that the there is a way to do it. it even if that's like kind of your goal of your business you know so that you can just have that extra money to you know spend on this thing where you're hiring somebody um there is a way to get to that point for sure and and when we first did it like we had just moved into our house and you know it was not a good time to have that conversation and what it was for me is just like going line through line through line in our budget and just finding the funds in our budget to do it um but that took a lot of, you know, will on my part and a lot of also extra time. So that's why the other steps is probably important first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been so, so helpful. I love having this conversation. Um, it it how long would you say a process like this would take if someone is starting from feeling like they have not worked as a team and they need to get started there first? How long do you think something like this would take?
1: I think each stage probably takes that, you know, 30 to 60 days, you know, of really kind of developing that teamwork first, and then getting into the systems and routines, and then kind of, and, and then once you kind of get those two pieces, I think that's a good foundation, and then from there, it's like, it, it just becomes a little bit more fluid. Same thing, though, when you hire somebody, you're going to have to sort of give that, that, that lead time to um, be able to do that, so it takes time. I mean, I don't mean like time in the day, but it takes, you know, a couple of weeks for each section. And so it is something to think about because I think a lot of times we get really discouraged if it doesn't, if not everyone's excited to do this after the first week, you know, like you were mentioning at the beginning. (laughs) And they're probably not going to be, you know. But the truth is, is you're not excited about how things are right now, you know. And so the trade-off is kind of working everybody into helping a little bit more. Um, And and that is just a little bit of a process. But same with homeschooling, you know, for – it wasn't just overnight that it was easy. You know, it took a little bit of time to get into that rhythm. Um, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time whenever you're starting a new behavior pattern to build it. And, um, so be patient with yourself as you go through this process, patient with your family. They're not, nobody's all excited to do this overnight. Who wants to do laundry anyway? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, some people like it and that's great. You know, I'm, I, I try and enjoy it, you know, while I'm doing it, I try and find joy in all of the things that we're doing and, 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 uh, ensure that we're, uh, having joy even in those hard moments when we're washing the dishes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how can,
0: if somebody wanted to work with you, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, I have two offerings. One is just clear your plate. It's, you know, you have too much on your plate. I hope you prioritize it. So what are those areas that you really want to be spending your time? I find that sometimes is the first step in getting time freedom is just knowing, like, oh, well, yeah, I really do want to spend most of my time. And practically, where you need to spend most of your time. If you're a homeschooling parent and you run a business, those are, you know – you've got a main dish already and you've got a side dish. And so what are the kind of the two other key areas? And I kind of take you through a process with that. Then I have an offering called create time freedom, which is a little bit more help. You know, I go six to eight weeks of, of prioritizing. And then how do you deal with those obstacles? And then how do you actually take you out of the equation by setting boundaries and following up on those boundaries? So, and those can all be found on my website at com. Thank you so, so much this has been very, very helpful. Good. I hope so. And uh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I hope that everybody gets just a little bit more time. Everybody walks away from this feeling like you have all the time you need for the things that are most important to you. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Thanks, Anna.
0: Thank you for listening to the Simply Freeing Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you left a review. Reviews are everything to podcasters. Each review helps this podcast to be shared with more listeners that would really benefit from the content here.